Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Welcome to episode 65 of The Sportive. I'm your host, Brandon. With me tonight is uh, the wonderful John. Hello, John. Hey, guys. How's it going? And the pretty okay Stu. Hi, Stu. Uh, hey, guys. It's Steve from NPR. How's it going? Oh, Steve. That's right. We transitioned. I forgot. Uh, oh, you can, do both. you can do both. That's right. That's right. You're, you're, you're dual named now. Yes. Um, and then the uh, barely tolerable Clarence. Hi, Clarence. What's up, fuckers? It's been a while, fellas. I think the ha- the problem last time was um, after our last podcast, a bunch of actual sports things happened, uh, and it freaked us out a little bit that we'd have to talk about something that was going on in the sports world. So we just decided to stop for like two weeks and wait for most of the World Cup to get over and the Wolves to get over, the Wolves draft to get over and all that sort of stuff. So now we're back because there's nothing to talk about, and this is when we shine, uh, which is great. So <laughs> We're going to talk about things we were just like four weeks ago. Just because we, we haven't just, talked about it yet. Yeah. Well, we were just talking off mic about how none of us knew what Sam Fold looked like, even though he's been with the Twins almost the whole year. And he's just a tiny little thing, like a fragile bird. <laughs> yep. <laughs> like a little baby killdeer. I want to <laughs> pretend that my wings hurt over here just so that nobody hurts him. He's just a little peanut, just the cutest little thing. Hey, Don't pet him too hard, Lenny. You'll crush him. <laughs> crush him. Sammy, buddy. High five. Dad, can we take him home? <laughs> Rent him out for put the night. Put him in a little five-gallon bucket. Put some, you know, get some grass in there. You know, a little yep. bed for your little, little Sammy. You Maybe got a, a kid's birthday cause... party over the weekend or something? <laughs> they just want to pet him. Yep. All right, that'll do for this week of The Sportive. Thanks for tuning in. Good run. Guys, can I ask a question related to what's happening on my television right now? Because I know we like doing that here at the Sportive. Depends. Sure. But yeah. So Seattle is a reasonably good team, correct? Uh, I think so. Yes. They're better this year than they were last year. Yet nobody, and I mean nobody, as is at this baseball game that's on TV right now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know what to tell you. Seattle's too cut up in sounder fever. Is that possible? It's very possible they're leading the Western Conference. See, that's are they what my playing right is. now? The that's Sounders. what my life is, guys. Yeah, is that season going on right now? That season is in fact going on right now. They have a big game against Portland on Sunday. Oh sure, oh, Jesus, yep. they're 
Gonna be some deaths. Oh, that's a grudge match. Two teams that don't like each other very much. Only one can leave alive. Yep. Now that we're on the on the soccer, John, can we get a little bit of an update from you on the World Cup? I know it's just about over. So let me ask you one question. Uh, I'll ask you more than one question. But the first question is: Do you think this has been a successful World Cup in terms of excitement, offsetting the riots and deaths that are probably happening as well? Well, I think it depends on who you're asking. Is it successful from from which perspective are you asking if it's successful? Is it successful for the country of Brazil? No. No, it's not. They spend an incredible amount of money on stadiums they don't need, and their team didn't even win the World Cup. So from their perspective, no, it's been a terrible World Cup. From a, like to forget it ever happened. From a general soccer perspective, if you just love the sport of soccer, was this great? That's true of every World Cup. It doesn't matter whether it's a terrible World Cup or a great World Cup. It's just the World Cup. When it's soccer's like on Bowl. TV, it's a great World Cup. Yeah, but some Super Bowls suck, right? They're not fun and they're not competitive. Right. And oh, yeah. I think what you're asking me is, has this been a good World Cup? And the answer is yes, it has been a good <laughs> I think World that's Cup. the actual literal question I asked you. <laughs> Exactly. All right, I've cut through all the bullshit, Brandon. This, this is what you're actually cup. trying to ask me. Well, <laughs> which is a different question. Has oh. it been entertaining to watch? Yes, it's been entertaining to watch. Okay. The first round was quite good. The knockout round, as usual, has been a little worse because every team is hoping not to screw up, and so the games tend to be much lower scoring and much more tense. Now, if you like sitting around waiting for something to happen with a lot of tension, then it's great, but if mm-hmm. you like actually watching teams play soccer, it's not so great. And for that's example, been the same for all of the knockout uh, games for the most part? Besides almost the... always true okay. in the knockout round. All right. Okay. So, um, beyond the actual um, on-field stuff, I haven't really been paying attention to what has actually been going on in Brazil. I know there was a lot of consternation about uh, the way FIFA was running things, and that there were potentially going to be a lot of riots and a lot of shitty behavior and what else have you heard anything about that like how has that part gone i haven't heard too much about it and i don't think the way these tournaments tend to get covered is there's a lot of coverage leading up to the tournament just because people need something to write about and then once the tournament starts they have what they're actually there to talk about so unless there's something major like a terrorist attack on a stadium or something nobody really notices it's a little bit like the olympics that were in russia before they started, it was all about Russia's not prepared, and everybody was posting pictures of hotel rooms that fell apart when you touched them, and bathrooms with two toilets in the same bathroom stall, and just crazy Russian stuff like that. But once the game started, nobody was writing about how terrible a place Russia is to have the Olympics anymore, because they actually have the Olympics to write about. Yeah, that's a good point. I did. I do think that the toilet photos were pretty consistent throughout the Am I right in remembering that part? I think that's probably true, but it got less interesting once there was actual sports to talk about. Okay, yeah, that's a great point. That's a great point. But it was fun. I mean, the next World Cup is in Russia, and I'm already looking forward to the terrible chaos that will exist in the country of Russia before that World Cup. Somehow they'll spend $200 billion on getting set up for the World Cup. Four of the stadiums won't have seats in them at all. (laughs) Yeah. And somehow, and once the tournament starts, you won't hear anything more about it because everyone's writing about how Algeria is terrible or 
how South Korea really needs to find somebody who can kick the ball or whatever. Okay. That's good. It's only four short years away. I'm Damn looking it. forward to it already. I actually looked up today. I was trying to just trying to figure out when most of the games would be on mm-hmm. so I could figure out, you know, am I getting up in the middle of the night? Am I taking mornings off of work? What am I doing? Are you, I, are you trying to plan out your day four years from now? I absolutely am. <laughs> That's absolutely what's happening. If they release the schedule, if they release the dates right now, I would flip forward in Google Calendar of 2018. You don't want to miss it. You don't want to like all of a sudden. Oh shit! I don't want to schedule vacation or something and be like, oh, guess what, honey? We're going to Japan. Oh crap! This is the World Cup. Ugh, yeah. I should probably start planning my PTO now. Just you know, start saving four or five Save days up. up every year, so yeah, that when it comes around to the next World Cup, I can just sort of take the whole thing off. So just so the rest of us can be prepared, while you were researching all of this, did you find out like what time the games will most likely be played here in America? Or show No, I, I actually real work came up at work and I had to give up and oh, go back to bullshit. And then I forgot to come back to it. Asshole. It depends I don't wow. know what type, part of Russia they're going to play the games in. That's the problem. The country there, spans there's, nineteen it, time it has, zones. It has nine time zones. Yeah. So wow. if it's in Vladivostok, it'll probably be here on here at noon. Yeah, that, one that of the, is true about do Vladivostok. That, uh, do they teach you how many time zones they have in Russia during orientation there at work? <laughs> how, how the hell do you know that? No, I actually knew that from play, I knew that from playing Risk when I was a kid. Actually. Oh, <laughs> it is how he got the job, though. Uh-huh. Well, how many time zones in Russia? You're hired. Mm-hmm. Oh, boy. Typical story. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, uh, it's part of the Star Tribune orientation too, by the way. <laughs> I'm sure it is. Yep. Um, Jonathan, who are we rooting for on uh, Sunday's game? Hmm. Well, I think I'm rooting for Germany just because I picked Germany, and I'd like you, to be right about that. You are That's right now a hundred percent on your predictions. Is that right? Um, to the score. In the paper, the day the World Cup started in the paper. Rand asked me to make a couple of picks. He asked me to pick how the United States would do and how the tournament as a whole would go. And I said the USA would finish second in their group and lose to Belgium in the first knockout round, which is exactly what happened. And I said that Germany would beat Argentina 2 to nothing in the finals, which has a chance of happening. And if that happens, then I'll just be the most excited person ever because I never get any predictions right. I'm terrible at all predictions. I've never, ever finished in the top half of an NCAA tournament bracket. It's just exciting to finally be right about something for once. You should be on the news or something if that happens. That's amazing. I can tell you also, a friend of mine asked me to help her with her World Cup pool at work. And I don't know how I did in the first round, but then when they got to the knockout round, it was repick all of the games. And I'm 14 for 14 on those, too. Holy shit. Good Lord. Yeah, that's so, amazing. I'm feeling pretty good about myself right now, and I want to enjoy this because I know it's never happening again. I don't claim to have any special knowledge. No, I'm nobody just, ever tries to, right. to say you do. I saw on the Today Show there was like an octopus at the San Diego Zoo that's that's tied with you right now, too, for, yep. for picking World Cup games. So we'll, uh, we'll see how you do in the championship between you and him. You and Mr. Octo. Well, People have accused me on Twitter of humble bragging when I keep posting a picture of my prediction in the World Cup, and that is absolutely not true because that's, I'm not humble about it at all. There's no regular humble bragging. part of it at all. I'm just straight that up bragging. Require a, 
a humility aspect. No, no, no just because I'm excited about being right. bragging. I don't just blame you one bit. People of Twitter. Yeah. I don't, I, don't, one bit. I don't know how what percentage of people do you think understand what the word understand what the word humble means in general. I don't think anybody really seems to get what that is. Okay, so most people don't understand the difference between a humble brag and a regular brag, right? That seems pretty clear. No. It's very confusing. I think to you're right. They probably don't. And then another so how can issue I, humble I brag this? I actually don't know how I can humble brag it. It's not. Not possible. Oh, well, you're humble bragging it now, the way you just did it. Yeah, like annoyed. The yeah. way you explained it by you said you so saying I never get people. anything right. I uh, you know, I can't believe I've done this well. You kind of. I guess that is kind of humble brag. Yeah. The way that you couched your explanation of how you're doing was was kind of a humble brag, but that's hard to do in Twitter. Yeah, that is hard to do in 140 characters. The brevity that's required. The I other... guess if I had posted something like, even a blind squirrel finds a nut some of the time, and then the picture. That would, that be, would a be a humble brag. That's true. Yeah, that's sort of a humble brag. It's not a um, really hilarious humble brag, though. Like, yeah. ugh, well, my stupid wallets keep breaking because of all my money. This is so annoying. That's, you know... So you're saying something that's not intended to be a brag, but is in fact a subtle bragging. That's a true humble brag. The best humble brags are when people are clearly trying to get a point across, but are saying it in like an I'm so annoyed and angry. Mm-hmm. Like, oh my god, my hand is so sore from these stupid autographs. Quit asking me, people. So if I said, <laughs> people keep te- keep asking me about my World Cup picks because I've been right about all of them, that would be a humble brag. Yeah, my voicemail's full. This is really obnoxious. Sure. Leave me alone. The coffee at this Porsche dealership is miserable. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's perfect. Well, um, none of that is true. The other reason I know that uh, people don't understand the word humble is because pro athletes, every time they have something amazing happen to them, say I'm very humbled by it. I think they mean honored. They don't understand what the word honored means, and that's <laughs> different than humbled. Chandler Parsons just signed a three-year, $46 million contract, and he wrote, I'm so humbled. That's the opposite of humbling, buddy. You just got a huge new contract. You were making $900,000 last year. You're honored. You're thankful. Those are the words you should be using. Nobody knows that word means. So our listeners, yeah. please, go look it up. Humble. It's not humbling that Humbling would be if they signed Chandler Parsons to a contract but explained that the only way he actually gets paid is if he loses 75 pounds before the season starts. That is humbling. That would be humbling. That's, uh, this is yeah. the guy from the Flying Burrito Brothers? That's Graham Parsons. <laughs> Gra- oh, that's Graham Parsons. Never mind. I don't really know any of those terms that you just said, you know, unfortunately. Clarence passes himself off like sort of a, a high-functioning moron, and yet he has more ununderstandable references than Dennis Miller does in a regular comedy show. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, okay, getting back to um, the agenda, which is uh, a blank piece of paper. Um, so mm-hmm. <laughs> we are rooting for Germany because just just for you to feel good about yourself. What is that it? That's fine if it is. I'm just curious. I don't know. A lot of people ask. Well, I shouldn't say a lot of people. One person asked me before before the tournament who I was cheering for if the USA got knocked out, and I have no way of deciding that. It's like asking me who I root for in the NBA playoffs when the Timberwolves aren't in it. I don't know. I wait for Brandon to assign me a team to cheer for, and then That's I true. cheer for that team. So true. So So you didn't know I beforehand who you felt like. Do you get into a game and then sort of look at the rhythm and decide, like, oh, these guys are annoying me. I'm going to cheer for 
the other squad, or do you just have a no skin in the game? It's a little hard because part of the fun of the World Cup or the Olympics is because you just get to be a blatant nationalistic homer and say, I love America because we are Americans, dang it. And you get to refer to the team as we, and it actually makes some sense rather than, say, referring to the Vikings as we. Yeah. And so that's part of the fun part. So my natural tendency is to look at countries where I have some kind of ancestry, which Germany does fit in. But when you think about it, that makes even less sense than referring to the Vikings as we. Just because my grandfather's grandfather came over on the boat from Germany doesn't mean I should cheer for Germany at the World Cup. Yeah, that's a little weird. We're just we're just desperate for some connection somehow that we're trying to we decide that that's an okay way to be. Well, you're one sixteenth German. Go for it. Yeah, why not? Okay, well what if we care about um the style of play? Who's the more exciting team um in that regard? Hmm. Well I like the way Germany plays, but a lot of people, I think, would say Argentina just because they have Messi. Yeah. And he might be the best player in the world. So. That little dude is pretty good. I actually, I'm not sure I knew this before the tournament started. He was so little that they had to give him HGH so he'd grow more. Oh, no kidding? Because, yeah. What? It was what? like when he was 12. Because he was so little that they had to get him to grow to somewhat of a normal height. And Jason Tyner is just like, that sucks. <laughs> what? This shit's not legal in America. Come on. I'm so <laughs> tiny. If I, I like Sam Fultiny. <laughs> he moved to Barcelona. You know, he's Argentinian. He moved to Barcelona because they were willing to pay for the treatment as well as have them play soccer for him at the age of 13 or whatever. Wow. Really? Go ahead and write in with corrections of the story if it's not right, listeners. The address is Clarence at the sport of dot com. So, yep, and uh, yeah, brace yourself for the response. <laughs> Are we allowed to um, pump our little teenage soccer wonderkins full of HGH and roids and everything else? Is that can we start doing that? Is that part of Klinsman's plan? Well, he he is West German. But Germany, West Germany is now reunified with East Germany. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What? So, <laughs> Spoiler alert. They could just borrow the old East German training program. All right. That's... <laughs> that was a Scorch reference. Dude, I don't know how to move. Winds of change. I'd say the Scorpions might be the most underrated band of all time, guys. Oh, oh. you're so fucking high. Jesus. Oh, my what God. Jonathan. What's wrong with you? My <laughs> God. <laughs> just I kidding. Just, just kidding. Everybody off. Oh, <laughs> my God. All three of you. There are very few subjects where I know I can easily piss off all three of you. <laughs> that. Saying that the Scorpions that was one of them. That'll do. Uh, you yeah, pressed that button pretty yeah, nice. Yeah, you did. Uh, I'm just going to walk for you John, why why do you need to be a certain height to play soccer? That the ball's on the ground, uh, your feet are, are right there on the ground. Uh, no matter how tall you are, your feet are right there on the ground. Everybody's feet are on the ground, regardless. Whoa! Of how can tall you start you are. over? You had me, then you lost me. Yeah, the feet uh, are where? Always uh-huh. on the ground during a soccer game, except for maybe a quarter of a second while they are in the air when you're jumping doing and they're right back on the ground again <laughs> why do you need to be a certain height i did not make to that play connection soccer? 
don't well, know. Maybe your little legs are so tiny you can't run very fast if you're too short, or maybe he must have been able to run fast enough for them to target him as a 12 to 13 year old as a soccer, uh, you know, good enough to bring this across an ocean to play soccer. He must have been fast enough already. You know, I'm right now. I'm tempted to go on the internet and do research to no. try to find out why this can't was. Do that. We're not allowed. No, you can't do that. You're going to be kicked no. off the podcast. You have so all the equipment. And, I'm just going to go ahead and say, and this is a sportive fact, that without those treatments, he was going to be three feet one inch tall. Yeah, yeah. And all the taller he okay. was going. And to you be still, soccer. what difference would that, would that, would that make a big difference? He wouldn't have yeah, the power with his tiny little legs to kick the ball yeah. hard enough. Like he had really he good. Would have been ball. Three foot one, forty six pounds, and he would have been at knee height, and he would have constantly been getting kneed in the face. And That's there's some physical awesome. physical attribute to soccer. Right? He could get shoved out of the way if he was too little I of guess. a guy. Absolutely. Like you can't head it like you wouldn't be able to head the ball. He would immediately pass they... out with concussion every time he tried a header. Yeah. Yes. Huh. Those are all the reasons. That's the reason. Right. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so um so you think Germany's style of play, that's the way to go. Excellent. I like I like Germany. I like Germany obviously Jurgen Klinsmann is the former German coach who sort of started their renaissance that's culminating with this team. Oh, here we go. Yep, yep. So it's really, there's he's kind hope. of in the finals. There's some hope that someday the USA could become what Germany is right now. If for no other reason that there's five German-Americans on the U.S. <laughs> roster. <laughs> as well, it's the JV team. <laughs> so German-Americans are just flat Germans. Well, so. what would you call someone who... Has one German parent and one American parent. Where do they live? Um, suspicious. In Germany. <laughs> That's a German. They grew up in um, Germany. I call them a resident of like New York. <laughs> yeah, potential spy. <laughs> yeah. We'd call them Pat the Donnelly. Yeah, <laughs> Donnelly. Yeah. <laughs> the new album. Yeah, there you go. Huh. Um. Okay. Cool. Last no. Maybe the last question. Uh, what do we do now uh, as new soccer fans like myself? What am I supposed to do to get through the next four years? Do I pick a premiership uh-huh. team or what do I do? You have an MLS team in your town, Brandon. So okay. you could become a fan of your local team. If you decided that you didn't want to be a fan of your local team, if you have cable, and I don't know if you have cable or not, but I do. if you have cable, you likely have NBC Sports and... Therefore, you can watch any and all Premier League games, either on TV or online. So you could decide that you wanted to watch a Premier League team or just be a general fan of the Premier League. Okay. Or you could watch any of a number of other leagues that are probably available on your cable package. It all depends on what you want out of your soccer fandom. What I want want is for you to tell me what to do. I like soccer, and I need this to be an easy transition to become a lifelong fan. What's the easiest okay. way? You should cheer for the team that's in your town. Okay, go to those games. No, you gotcha. should be a fan of the Dallas MLS team. Okay. You can go to games. There's probably coverage in your local paper. If you turn on the news, there's probably their highlights are probably on the news. It's fairly easy to be a fan of the team in your town. Okay. So do that. Perfect. What do you do? You don't have one. Well, I cover the local team for free so that's sort of what i do 
Okay, but you don't you want to have like a major league or a Premier League no, squad? No, I, I follow a Premier League team. I I don't watch a lot of MLS because there's no team here. And if I'm going to watch an American soccer team, I'm going to watch Minnesota's team because they're the local team. All right, so team. who's your uh, Premier League team? Arsenal. Oh, cool. That's <laughs> mine too, man. I'm an Arsenal guy. <laughs> God. More like Farsenal. Oh, snap. That's, that's what oh, you want to go with? It's pretty unique. I'll give you More that. Like uh, I went to an Arsenal game one time. Yeah, I remember awesome. that. We talked about it on the podcast. Yeah, and I called I called it the EPL while I was there, and everybody laughed at me and they because they call it the Premiership. Yeah. So I've I was embarrassed. But now you're saying, it sounds like you're saying Premier League is an okay thing to say around here and not sound like a rube. Well, I think people will know what you're referring to, and okay. we don't care what English people think of what you call their league. You're not in England now. You can call yeah. it whatever you want. Oh, call it the Premier League. In this league. country, we call it the Premier League. In this country, we call, we it, call it the EPL. Okay. Um, call it whatever you want, Brandon. Call it the English League. So I'm, I'm also you an Arsenal fan. I think I'm going to get a kit. An Arsenal kit, and that's going to be my new thing. Well, that'll be fun. Yeah. Jesus, Mary and Joseph. Uh, Clarence, who's your uh, uh, Premiership team? Clarence's team is the Cannon Falls the Cannon Falls Beavers. You're the Beavers. You got it. Beavers. Go Beavers. Cannon Falls is high school team's name. The Bombers. The Bombers. Yep. Sure it is. That's my squad. The yep. I started that sentence, and I got halfway through, and I realized I had no idea what Cannon Falls was called. You're close. And you know the sportive rule. Beavers. Halfway through a sentence, if you don't know what you're saying, just throw the word beaver in there. You'll be fine. Make something up. Mm, go beavers. Um, okay, when does the Premier League uh, schedule, or you know, what does the season look like? Uh, it starts right in now? the middle of August. Oh. Okay. And it'll go through next May. Jesus. August to May. I love that. That's fantastic. All right, I'm in. The one good thing about soccer is that it's always going on. Yeah, I just wish it was a little easier, but I'm going to I'm gonna try to make an effort. Wait, little, How do you want it to be easier, it's... exactly? I want it to be on ESPN in primetime or TNT like basketball is. That's easy, it's man. It's on on Saturday morning. What else do you want? You're not doing anything on Saturday morning. You're sitting in front of the TV. You're arguing with your kid about whether you get to watch soccer or he gets to watch cartoons. Well, one just, of you gets the iPad, the other one gets the TV. It's, exactly. It seems more difficult than that. You're watching it that. online. He's watching the uh, Super Y on the Discovery yeah. Channel. You can just say, you know, Jonesy, I thought Hull City got relegated, but you <laughs> find out it was like Everton or something like that. So mm-hmm. I'm going to wake up on Saturday were, morning. Were those right, John? Were those two right? Were those teams? Everton didn't get relegated, but those were both. Those teams, were both teams, so. right? Correct. Teams. That's it. If you literally say that to Jonesy, he will go on the iPad and start looking up Big Brother, Big Sister <laughs> sponsors. <laughs> How to get emancipated at two years old? Uh, I'm going to throw my kid on Saturday mornings. By the way, I've also started to notice something else. You're going to want to tweet at Dana Wessel about. Um, the Premier League, because he's a huge Premier League fan. Uh-huh. But no matter what you say to him, he will make fun of you. So oh, yeah. I would recommend not doing that. What is he going to make fun of me about? Being an Arsenal fan? He'll, find, he, he'll just try to make you feel bad about yourself. God, he's always he, seemed like he, kind he, of a fun-loving he, guy. 
He does that even when I don't tweet about the EPL. Yeah. I'm not sure Dana likes me very much, to be honest with you guys. Well, I mean, Chelsea and Arsenal are pretty big rivals, are they not? Yeah, he's kind of preternaturally. That doesn't mean Dana and I have to be very big rivals. It doesn't? Yeah. That's that's exactly what it means. That's pretty good. Yeah, I mean, it's like Green Bay and Minnesota. Sure, it does. It just, it doesn't make any sense. Or like you and happiness. It doesn't make any sense. They're natural rivals. To try to carry over rivalries from England to America. That makes no sense to me. (laughs) It's a little weird. Yeah. I mean, tell that to Paul Revere. You're surrounded by idiot Packers fans here. You can't escape them. Same for Badgers fans, same for Hawkeye fans. But I can easily escape Tottenham Hotspur fans. It's not hard. Well, that's Chris Long. That's the only yeah. Tottenham Hotspur. One guy. It's Chris Long. I hate One those guy. fucking Spurs, man. I hate them. Yeah. That's yeah. not a problem. So I don't. I have no reason to hate Tottenham Hotspur fans. And the ones that I do know, I like. They're good people. They just like soccer like me. So there's no point in carrying that rivalry from England no. to America. That makes no sense. No. There are a couple of Premier League teams coming to town this summer, right? Like at the end of summer? Or is yeah, it September yeah. when they're coming? Uh, uh, is it like Stoke City or Swansea or Liverpool? Stoke City. Stoke. Or West Ham United? Stoke City. Or Sunderland? Or West Bromwich Albion? Stoke. Stu, are you reading these off the internet? <laughs> yes, I am. <laughs> hey, everybody. You know what? I didn't know Queens Park. I thought Queens Park Rangers was like a BBC drama. <laughs> I thought that was like that was on between like Doctor Who and uh, Orphan Black. It was you know yeah, the Queens Park Rangers are stomping out crime in the East End. You guys know what West Bromwich Albion's nickname is? The the machine. I'll just the say more. The baggies. Really? The baggies. Really? That's weird. That's weird. Um, okay, last question about soccer, and we'll move on. Jonathan, when are we going to be getting a uh, team in uh, in Minnesota? An MLS team or a Premier League team? Uh, I gotta tell you, it's going to be a long time before. <laughs> uh, when are we going to be getting an MLS team in Minnesota? What if they did announce an EPL team here? That'd be fucking a, yeah. just the world would what? Man United's <laughs> transferring. Just imagine how angry English people would be about that. Oh, that'd be so awesome. That's one of I mean, Clarence's favorite it. things in the whole world. It would Kinda be like be announcing it. that Michigan was joining the SEC. The whole South. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it'd be so <laughs> wonderful. Uh, God. Other I'd people being miserable is the best. Just for <laughs> England to be so angry at us. Minnesota will have an MLS team starting play in 2017 or 2018. Okay. Okay. What's your uh, confidence level? Well, I'm getting good at predictions, so I'm going to yep. say 100. percent Okay. Holy great. Shit. Where are they going to be a, playing? That's a high number. They're going to be playing at a purpose-built soccer stadium near Target Field at the Farmers Market site. Oh, you think that's going to happen? Jesus. That's With nuts. your your buddy uh, Bill. Yep. Billy Keep Mac up. is going to get his stadium. All right. All right. That's great. That's great news. How many people are going to go to those games on average? They'll they'll all sell out. For how many years? Uh, for the rest of time. Wow, you are. I mean, you're good at predictions. You are our uh, resident Miss Cleo. <laughs> Absolutely. 
Okay, fantastic. Um, I am done with my soccer questions. Uh, do you fellas have any questions? No? No. Nothing? <laughs> that All was right. an excellent cricket sound. Make that again. <laughs> got worse. Start you got worse. <laughs> <laughs> this is the best podcast ever yeah totally um another thing that happened while we were gone for the past couple weeks is the minnesota timberwolves uh had a draft uh they uh basically fucked it up like usual as they as they want to do they um drafted a guy zach levine who scored i think like four points in his last 10 games in college couldn't even get on the court in the fucking pack 10 or whatever it is I saw that everybody loves him because he dunked a couple times in an open scrimmage the other day. I mean, just because he can jump high, people think he's going to be good. It's the exact same reason why people thought Jamarcus Russell was going to be good. Like he can throw it far. Okay. I guess that's Jamarcus all that matters. Russell could not jump high. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> <laughs> he had that's other really sense. but vertical leap was not one of them. No, nope. I, I was saying Jamarcus Russell could throw it really far. So Unless like, well, he's there was a be... sandwich on a really high shelf, then you might have had a shot at Jamarcus Russell jumping high. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't really know why we're – I mean, it's exciting, I suppose, that he can jump really high. That's helpful. Um you know, the ball's up in the air sometimes, so you have to go get it in some manner. And a lot of people, their strategy is jumping, which makes sense to me. So that's great. He can jump higher than other players. But I wish he was actually um, showed that he was good at the game of basketball, like just playing it in general and passing and shooting and playing defense and positioning and all that. And he didn't really show that yet. So, uh, you know, it could work out. Fuck it. Every single error. Like awful GM has picked a few good draft picks, so it's actually like the biggest crapshoot and luckiest part of the whole thing. So who knows? Um, Give me some odds on him actually being good. Um, I will say there's ten uh, percent odds he's great, and there is thirty percent odds he's serviceable, and then I don't know what do I have left. Forty percent, he's just okay, and the rest of it, he's a total bust and never plays. So that sounded to me like he has a forty percent chance of being a good NBA player, of being okay. Yeah, yeah, forty percent chance of being okay. Sure, he's a first. He's a pretty good draft pick for the middle of the first round. (laughs) Yeah, it's a really deep pick though, or deep. How long? And he didn't even start last year in college. How long will it take, reasonably, for him to start? In the NBA as a Timberwolf, how many reasonably? Jeez, um, it's kind of tough to say just because starting doesn't necessarily mean to be, you know, a big contributor. But you would think by year three for sure. Well, I'll re- then how long will it take for him to be a big, a significant contributor on this team? Reasonably, three, probably three. Three years. years. I don't anything more than that, and you're being way too patient. You have to expect that he gives you something this year, no matter what. I mean, if you look at rookies last something year, something he didn't start last year. That's what I'm saying. Like that's why you should probably try to draft guys who have shown that they're good at the sport you're drafting them in. Um, so I don't know. Potential just exists well, how, in our heads, you know. So how we'll long see. does a rookie contract last? Five? Well, I think they said that on average. 
you can lock a guy up for if they're really good for nine years. You get four years in a rookie deal and five year extension that they end up making a lot more money. So you can lock guys up for a really, really long time if they're good and uh, they want to stay. That's why I like love right now is what is his, his seventh year and he had that early opt out thing. Um, and even he stayed for a long time and he clearly doesn't like it here. So you can have them minimum four years, I would say. Um, okay. But he should be able to contribute this year a little bit if he shows anything at all. He'll get an opportunity. You just even if it's you know eight minutes a night or something, we should have some semblance of how good he's going to be. Um, all right, let me ask my question in a slightly different way. Which of these has better odds of happening? Option A: Zach Levine is seen as a major piece of the Timberwolves' future in 2016-2017. We're at 2016 opening day, and everyone is saying. Zach Levine is a big part of where this Timberwolves team is going to go. Uh-huh. Versus option B, Zach Levine is starting alongside Johnny Flynn in the Australian Basketball League in 2016. Oh, boy. That's a tough one. Which of those is more likely? Um, ah, oh boy. I guess it's probably more likely that he ends up like Flynn. Just because be- it's the Timberwolves. Because it's the Wolves. They don't. They're probably not going to be very good at developing him. Uh, they're probably not going to be very good at using him in the right manner. Uh, you got to overcome a lot to be a really good. I mean, Love didn't start for how many years while he was here? You got to overcome a lot to be a really good Timberwolves yeah, player. Yeah, Kurt Rambis is no longer the coach here. It's helpful. That is very helpful. I won't deny that. Um, but he does have like the physical tools, so it's sort of one of those guys where it's like. Yeah, he can. He's really athletic and agile, and he's got a really smooth stroke, like from shooting. But it just hasn't so far translated. And you'd think, I mean, he's one year removed from not being good enough to play in the Pac-10, and now he's going to be good enough to play in the NBA. So, I don't know. It was such an odd pick too, because Saunders, like, it seems to be pretty clear, has been like a win now sort of guy. Everything he's done, and he's also pretty old, you know. Um, so. It's probably one of those Clarence moves where he decided to take the young guy so he gets to keep his job longer. That's got to be it. It's got to be it. The Clarence special. Conspiracy. Yeah. Let yeah. me ask you this. Uh, at the last podcast, maybe it was two podcasts ago, I asked you why Timberwolves fans were not angrier than they than they are. Uh, I, I said they should be you know, burning Target Center to the ground. Flip named himself coach at that time, uh-huh. and you said, "You know what, Clarence? They are angry. You just don't know it. They just, you know, are tired of showing it." And I was suspicious at the time. You were wait a minute. You were what? Then, yeah, I know what. <laughs> Suspend. I don't remember that at all. Believe for a second, but uh, <laughs> I, I didn't see right. But uh, since then, Flip, you know, named himself coach. But since then. He has named us in, what Sidney Lowell, um, Sam Mitchell, Sam Mitchell, scooped him all up. Jimmy Rogers, oh my, uh, his his effing son. He named his son, yeah, as an assistant coach. Um, <laughs> Which makes sense because he was like the fifth assistant on the Gophers staff for a couple of years. Yeah. Oh, for Christ's sake! Um, I think his like his. He drafted Zach Le- Levi- Levin? Levine? Drafted this Zach guy who... The guy Brandon, from Brandon, Brandon is Levine. And I took so much time to pronounce it. 
the coaches Dina. being wrong, right? <laughs> So he drafted that guy, who everybody hates, and mm-hmm. then they sold off a bunch of second-round draft picks. Since I said you should burn targets into the, to the ground, like eight things have happened that are just all miserable, that everybody should be angry with, right? Yeah. Yep. Everybody should be extremely angry with. And I've said, why are you guys not more angry? And you're like, Clarence, we are angry. We're just tired of showing it. And then last night at the rookie symposium or scrimmage or whatever the fuck it was, the fans gave them a standing ovation. Uh-huh. All right. A standing fucking ovation. Slow your roll. They're angry. They did 5, not. 5,000 people showed up for that. It was 3,000, and they did not give a standing ovation. It was like eight guys at the end of the then practice. Why they say they up. did? Why, why Krasinski or whatever that guy's name, Ted Krasinski, why did he say they did? Because he did. He said it on Twitter machine. A couple people old. stood up, but not that many. So I wouldn't say that. Um, for the most part, I think this is another one of our favorite themes is expectations. We just expect them to be a nightmare of a franchise, and they are. So how are you going to get that worked up about the exact pick happening that you knew was going to happen? I'm not asking it's you It's going to be get... someone terrible. Fine. Then don't get worked up. But they gave him a fucking standing ovation. Well, that that part was weird to me. I think it was because they were doing a dunk contest. So I don't think it's like, hey, way to go, Timberwolves. This is going to be a bright future. Um, but I am curious, and this is just, I don't really understand how it works, but I, I don't really feel like we're yelling at, or not yelling at, like we're being, the the media dudes are being hard enough on Flip because it's funny, like, they announced the low signing and the Sam Mitchell signing, and people seem to be, at least people that I follow on Twitter, seem to be pretty annoyed that they're, you know, because they're, you could have hired those guys for, just had them come on for free if you wanted to hang out with them. Mm-hmm. Just, they're not doing anything. Um, and then um, and then afterwards, you mentioned the Saunders hiring, and people flipped out even more then. And then the media guys, like our buds on Twitter or whatever, they started writing back to people about this flip, the Ryan Saunders thing going, well, I mean, let's let's take a step back. Yeah, because he's a pretty respected guy and the whatever. And it's like, I don't think people would be that up in arms if you had also screamed and yelled and held Flip's feet to the fire about Mitchell and Lowe or whatever. We're, like, we're going to give sure. you a couple passes here, but every single one, there's no, like, yep. Flip is, I mean, I can't even believe this dude's life. He has the most amazing life in the world right now. The most powerful guy in the fucking NBA and gets questioned by nobody and does whatever he wants and calls all of his own shots. And, you know, it'll be fine. You know, he'll do it for four and years I, and be terrible and at as it. And that'll I be it. That's it. I mentioned before, I don't know what he's done to deserve it. Nothing. He's I'm done not nothing he's a bad to person. It. I, we went through from his college to his current career, and I don't see the success that buys him this level of trust. I mean, did Anna Nicole Smith deserve that $90 million? I guess. I, she worked the right old man. She saw him. I guess. Gave him a little lap dance, a little tease, probably a BJ or two. But then why it. doesn't the media... Call, okay, he he snowed Taylor, but why doesn't the media call him out on it more? I have no idea. Why, I don't know what their job is. I don't know. I mean, we do have... I think it's like just sort of known that we just have like very nice media members, right? Maybe not... I don't know if you always call them homers, but they're just nice. I don't see a whole lot of dudes flipping out at press conferences or asking the same question repeatedly. Or I don't see I people yelling at Gardy either, and Gardy has seemed to show that, I mean, he's mostly incompetent. 
the poll ad. I mean, is anybody screaming at the poll ads at all? I just don't think that's what people. I don't think that's what people do in this market, and that's the reason that you get so much mediocrity. I guess. But then again, you look at like. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, how to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, how to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too. Like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable, too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Boston's market. Boston's market. Um, oh, hey, I get it. Yeah, because of the food place. It's a the restaurant. chicken with the mashed potatoes. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's a food place. Good one. Um, and they're successful, but they also, it seems to be a real pain in the ass to to listen to their media members flip out about every fucking thing that goes on. So, I don't know. There's probably a happy medium between those two, but there's, we're certainly on the more forgiving side, and it's super frustrating because every single franchise right now is either terrible or mediocre, but... For the most part, they're just like nice, safe, fun organizations, you know? I guess. Yeah. Frustrating. It's super I'll frustrating. I'll take the annoying media, I guess, for for maybe some success. I think no that's shit. a reasonable trade. I'm, I'm in. How about an owner who's really, really, really invested? Like, he's all in, 100%. Like, I, 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 I hate Cuban in some ways, you know, and I, I they, uh, in the playoffs when the Mavs were playing the Spurs, Vince Carter hit a game-winning three-pointer, and the first person to hug him was Cuban, who, like, jumped onto the floor from six stands down and trampled a bunch of fans just so he could hug Vince Carter first. And I immediately was like, oh, that's fucking annoying. Just let the team celebrate, you idiot. You're their boss. They don't want to celebrate with their boss. But mm-hmm. on the other hand, it's like, that dude is so engaged in that team if they're bad, they're not going to be bad that long because he cares about it more than other owners do. And there's so much to uh, being an owner and just sort of in general success of like, just fucking, just give a shit. You're going to be so good at whatever you do if you give a shit. And Here's I don't really see I many say owners. About that, Who, which owner in Minneapolis-St. Paul is more engaged and more involved in his franchise than Glenn Taylor? Well, I don't know what you mean year, by more involved. Every year he spends the money. He's at every game. He's clearly invested in how the franchise is going to come out. He's just bad at it. He's the helicopter dad of owners. It's not (laughs) like the poll ads that are like, you're not even sure if they're paying any attention. You just sort of expect that like 50 games into the season, they open up the paper and they're like, huh, we're not real good again this year. (laughs) (laughs) Well, let's see how the box office results are. Back to the movie set. Back to my director's chair. Uh, No, I think he's... Glenn Taylor's absolutely involved. He's just terrible (laughs) at it. You know, Sam Fold's almost sure enough to be a Hollywood superstar. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I don't know, man. I mean, I know what you mean. Like, he's around, but I don't think he's obsessed with with a championship the way 
the way Cuban is and the way Steinbrenner used to be. And again, these are not like examples of good humans, but the guys who are for sure, just no matter what, are working their ass off to make their franchise better. There's no way Taylor's like that. There's no way. He loves just going to the games, having a pretty good team. You know, he'll pay if you think it's going to make him competitive. What would indicate to you that Glenn Taylor is more involved than he is? Not hiring just his friends. Yeah, but that just means he's bad at it, not that he's not involved. It's not like he let Kurt Rambis coach for seven years just because he wasn't paying attention. He's firing coaches, he's signing new players, he's investing in crazy-ass contracts like Ramon Sessions going back a couple of years here. He's doing all this stuff. He just is making every terrible decision. Okay, so we're you're going on team incompetent, and I'm on team lazy, right? Yes. I just don't think that, well, we don't really have any proof either way of what he's, um, of how invested he is, but I just can't believe watching the sport and paying attention the way I do and a lot of smart guys do. You keep making the wrong decision over and over and over. Like, what are you paying attention to? What on earth are you reading or researching or looking into that makes you think that Flip fucking Saunders is the number one guy for this job? There's nothing beyond, well, I know him. I like him. Uh, he seems to make sense to me. I, I can't believe that there's he, that anybody who's a billionaire from hard work would actually be that incompetent. It's not possible. You say that, but just because he's a billionaire from hard work doesn't mean he's a good basketball mind. Yeah, I guess. I just figured, like, there's a lot of things that I'm not that I don't know much about, but if I started to, like, own something, I would get pretty good at it just by, I don't know, reading, putting the time in. Yeah, but put yourself in Glenn Taylor's mind. He's been incredibly successful in his personal life. Uh Why would you think that he'd be like, you know what, guys, I don't know too much about this. I want to learn more from a lot of different people. Yeah. Why wouldn't he be like, you know what, I'm good at everything I touch. Here are a couple of people that I trust, just like there's a couple of people I trust in my business. I'm going to trust whatever they say. Yeah. No, I know. I But I think we're kind of saying the same thing there. Like, I just, I'm very jealous of organizations where it's very clear, even from the outside, that this owner, whether he's annoying or insane or whatever, is clearly, like, all in, hardcore, trying to get better. And for the most part, it seems like those organizations... Well, I guess I can't say that. They always do well, but... Um... You know, they don't always do well. A lot of the time, st- those are the craziest owners that fire... I mean, you're talking about George Steinbrenner during the Billy Martin years. Well, George Steinbrenner Martin won Martin World Martin. Series. You're talking about Dan that Snyder. Yeah, Dan Snyder was the guy that I was going to say. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, so it's not a, it's not a um, guarantee by any means. I'm just saying, in a, especially in a league like the NBA when you've got... All these new generations of owners and general managers that are like hardcore, hardworking, always trying to get an edge somehow are are looking through reams and reams and reams of data, just like baseball was going through 10 years ago. We've got this nice old man who keeps hiring his friends. And it's like, how do you see any way that this is, maybe I'm not talking to Glenn, but I'm saying us as fans, is there any way in hell that this is ever going to work out? Even Let's say even if they get lucky with um, Zach, right? They still are nowhere near being in the upper echelon of the league. They need to get lucky with like four draft picks in a row and then somehow learn how to 
uh, develop them. And uh, it's just so frustrating. (laughs) (laughs) It's impossible. NFL is different. NFL, you can just like, yeah, like what if Bridgewater is amazing? You know, that's that takes care of a lot of your problem right there. Two years, then they're yeah. And then you got a lot and you have a. An a easy schedule some year, and you get a couple extra fumbles, and all of a sudden you're into the championship game, and you know you buy yourself a few other years, whatever. So it's not like that. This is like, you know, the uh, I don't know what the term is, but the the favorite wins more in basketball than any other sport. You know, so you're not mm-hmm. going to just sort of get a few lucky breaks. Like you got to work for it. And we've got some, I don't know, some very 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 nice man in charge of a league and just getting bulldozed every single year. And it's going to keep up. It's just the way it is. So go Sixers. <laughs> so that's the update on the Wolves. You don't love them. <laughs> I'm trying. I want to love you them don't. so bad. They're so good for me. You don't I need to. But you don't love them. I'm going to love them. I'll learn to love them. That's my only How way. to do that? It's my only How way to stay sane. I have to just keep name telling one, myself over and over and over. Name one other physical person who is your friend who is a Philadelphia 76ers fan. And one you don't person. know Will Smith, you lying motherfucker. So don't even try. <laughs> yep. DJ Jazzy Jeff does not count. Will and I are buds from... Uh, You're so full of shit. None. You, you and Jada none. are playing canasta. We do Wednesday some Scientology mis- recruiting on mm-hmm. the side. You are Mr. Sports are a good way to hang out with your buddies, and you know zero other 76ers. Not one other you person. You don't even follow one on Twitter. You're the only no. person you know. I There was one time when I said go Sixers, and one of a, a guy with one of those eggs on his avatar said, yeah, I like him too. <laughs> so if I find that guy, that'll be my friend. None. You and you Dr. J that. are playing racquetball on Monday <laughs> yeah. mornings. Yeah, yep. Um, no, it's it's tough. And I also heard that the Wolves are reportedly interested in Evan Turner, which is great. Like from Moonlighting? Evan Turner. <laughs> I don't even know what that reference is. All right. Stu? Stu, I need you to unpack that one for us. <laughs> Who is Clarence referring to? You are our Clarence interpreter. Okay, Romancing gonna... the Stone? I think that's what he Kathleen meant. Kathleen Turner. He's going for Kathleen, Kathleen Turner. Turner. Okay. Yeah. I okay. Think, I think that's what he was going for there. <laughs> I mean, I can't. You know, I don't. I don't know Clarence's motivations on some of these things, but I think he was that's topless what he was going in that for. black and white movie. Uh, oh, with the bridge. The man. Uh, yeah. The the bridges thing. brothers. The bridges of the oh, brother. Oh shit! Um, something about Texas. Sisterhood pants. No, this is when she was a kid. Not a kid, but oh Jesus, younger, younger. yeah. Do you want to press pause? Top, uh, topless, she's in the swimming pool. Blue Lagoon. Uh, oh shit, Stu knows what I'm talking about. <laughs> God, I know this one too. <sighs> Motherfucker. Kathleen <laughs> Turner. Was it Body Heat? No, I'm thinking of Civil Shepherd now. God about damn, Schmidt? I'm screwed up. Dumb. What Son about about Schmidt? Kathy Bates yeah. is naked in that. Does that help? She was no. not naked in Body Heat. <laughs> <laughs> we should do a movie podcast. No, we're really, we we're really not, good at this. The only person who listen to that is Wade. <laughs> <laughs> There's no itinerary at all. We're just naming naked women and asking. They're on his bus. 
just listening to us yak about movies that we know nothing yeah, about. And I confused Sybil, Sybil Shepherd with fucking Kathleen Turner. God That's amazing. That's well, they're, they're contemporaries. I mean, they uh, are sure in a way, in their own way. Sorry, Wade. Anyway, do you guys want to talk about other naked actresses? Like what movies they're in that you like? Do I? (laughs) (laughs) Been waiting for this day for sixty-five fucking episodes. I thought you were going to say years. Sixty-five short years. Um, What do you want to talk about? I can go on for hours on this subject. Girl from Reba. Oh, never been. Uh, Joanna Garcia Swisher. Yeah, she's never been. Topless in a movie? No, you 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 would know. Oh, you've done the research. <laughs> oh, I've done the cut and paste too on ones that have a little photoshopping. <laughs> I did. I I didn't press pause there, Clarence. Just FYI. Oh, I had to... even though you're anonymous. Yeah. Um. Okay. So moving on. Um. Do you guys want to talk about uh the LeBron? business going on i'm sure you guys as non-basketball fans are um more annoyed than anybody on the planet right so he is maybe going back to cleveland i don't know i don't know why he would do that that makes no sense to me the team isn't that great and the fans were assholes uh i mean i understand him doing it when he's like 34 or something you know when it's one of those Paul Molitor, Dave Winfield sort of deals when it you know makes sense. You have family and you're going to live there and whatever. But he's in the prime of his career. I don't know why the hell he doesn't go to like Phoenix or Chicago or something. Um, doesn't make any sense to me. I mean, Irving's not that good. There's, I don't know, whatever. But maybe yeah, it's but one of those where there's smoke, there's fire sort of deals. Here's the thing. I'm, I, being a Minnesotan and a classic Minnesota sports fan, I'm a parochial idiot, so... I like the idea of LeBron going back to Cleveland. Oh, the idea is Hashtag great. one of them. Yeah, I think I think it would be fun. It would just be... It's one of those things that makes so little sense logically that I just don't have any... Um, I'm not holding out any hope that it actually happens because it's so dumb. I mean, it's staying dumb. in my... What's that? But it would make me happy. It would make me happy if you went back to Cleveland. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. It would be fun. Um... All I really want him to do is stay in the East because if he goes to the West, you might as well just shut the entire league down, half of the league. I mean, they're worthless. Miami got would have lost potentially to all eight seeds in the in the Western Conference last year. If I mean, LeBron you, left the East, who is then who becomes the best player in the East? I I honestly have no idea. Player, best individual player in the Eastern Conference. Uh, Paul, your guy Paul George would be up there. Um, chicken guy. Chicken by Paul George. Yes, yes. Chicken by Paul George. Um, yeah, I've literally have never heard of until maybe two months ago. Is yes. now the best player in the entire conference on a team that you had been defending as a great team uh, for months. You realized who he was. Yeah, probably him. Carmelo will still be in the East. You never know if Derrick Rose is going to rec- um, recover. Um, Depends on where Bosch goes. He's still a really good player, just sort of used differently. I mean, there's players. There's just no teams. So, I don't know, man. I just don't want him to go to the West for that reason, even if it would make sense. But are, uh, my question to you guys is, do you now miss uh, 
the decision, that TV show? Do you wish you would just do another version of that so we didn't have to hear this bullshit all day? Like, if it was a scheduled thing, I'm going to announce it Tuesday at 8 p.m. on TV. It doesn't seem as they terrible anymore, just come up it? with some other bullshit for the NBA free agency period. It would... But bullshit. it wouldn't be like this. People are people are driving to his house and are like on his lawn. Cops are there. That's nuts, man. So what would you do? What would you do if you were uh, LeBron? What would you do to announce it? Just a quick quick Twitter post and then be done with it. Would you make some money I for a charity? I would probably parachute off the tallest building in Cleveland okay. and land amongst a cheering throng of Clevelanders like Batman and announce it that way. Okay. That's a surprisingly great answer, John. I love that. I didn't expect you to go there. <laughs> well, I've had a few beers, so now <laughs> I'm great at everything. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. Okay. That's fair enough. Um no, it'll be interesting. I, I just wish you would do it relatively soon because I'm very, very sick of Twitter right now. Sort of like I uh, would probably invite Dave Stern, like tell him, you know, I, I'd really like you to be there at the decision. Um, you, you'd really mean a lot to me, and then I would push him into Lake Erie <laughs> over the railing, <laughs> raise my arms and success. So when I ask you a question about how you, how you would announce the team you're playing for, your answer is, I would murder David Stern. Yes. <laughs> well, let's not say murder. I would, yeah, I, would. I would assault him. It would hurt him. Assault's a better word. Okay, yes. we're getting closer. You know how, like, 1-800-Flowers had, like, the say your love with flowers kind of thing? What Clarence is saying is, make your decision with murder. <laughs> not That's murder. That's something that could, you know, get me in legitimate Stop trouble. Saying I'm murder. saying, like, push him into the lake. Well, Lake Erie, you probably would die. Would Pretty chilly. Shit. Yeah. yeah. Also with the chemicals and stuff. Not too. from drowning, but from the chemicals, for sure. Yes. Yikes. Well, I've, I've thought this over, and I think my announcement, I would probably, you know, it would be like a cut to me, like, in a fireplace, by in front of a fireplace. I'd have like a like a stuffed dog next to me. Oh, like uh, <laughs> like Roosevelt. Like yeah, FDR. But, uh, but I wouldn't like but pretend he was still alive, so I'd still like be like feeding him biscuits and stuff, <laughs> just jamming <laughs> crumbs into like, his mouth. Here, here you go, scraps. Here you go, scraps. Have, have another have another treat, scraps. And then I'd be shirtless, obviously, shirtless <laughs> under the robe. Sure. Um, and then just you know announce my choice, and then just like I'd just start shooting a water gun at. You know, scraps. <laughs> so you're I'll saying smoking a cigarette. Basically, you're that. saying you're going to reenact the Will Ferrell Robert Goulet sketch. Yeah, where it ended up. What's the matter with you? Or like a, the Bill Murray character in any you know Wes Anderson yep. movie. The Spruce Goose is in the background. Pretty much, yeah. Jars of pee <laughs> in the back here, in the background of the camera shot. Oh, my wife, of course, just walked into the room right when I said that. <laughs> my wife. <laughs> my wife. <laughs> that doesn't get old. Oh, we, oh I'm, uh, Mandy has a very good question here that might take us off topic. I'm sorry. That's, we don't have we any topics. Pod, are we going to podcast uh, John's wedding? Oh, that would be phenomenal. The only problem is 
Well, the only people who know how to do it are me and John. Screw you guys. Yeah. So you and I can just do it. We could, but I'll lose the like recording equipment, or just leave it there. Trade well, it for a Corona light. John, John truthfully, you don't have a lot to do during this day. You could, you you really could. <laughs> that would be ideal from my perspective. Your job you is just to do whatever Lisa tells you to do. That's it. I, I could not be more excited for my upcoming marriage, but the wedding day, I don't like being the center of attention very much, and there's a lot of people who are going to make me the center of attention. That day. You will not be the don't center of attention. Don't worry about it, buddy. You will not be happen. just off-center of uh, of where perfect. all the attention that will be. Perfect. You will be just like to the right. Me right now. You are a where guest all the attention will who lie. gets to sit yeah. by the lady. That's it. That's, That's exactly right. Yeah. That's wonderful. Yeah, yeah. You and your brother could literally switch spots <laughs> for hours of the day, and not one person would notice. Yeah. Nobody. They're going to shake your hand while looking at your wife. I think that might actually be true. No, nobody would notice. Not a person. Nope. Oh, hey, hey, John. As they're looking at her, shaking your hand. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Perfect. Exactly. I'm, I'm, that's how I'd like it to go. Well, I think that's how it will go. Perfect. Okay, let's move on. Let's get to a couple more sports and then get the hell out of here. Um, I want to talk about the Minnesota Wild. You know I love talking about them. They signed uh, Todd Vanek, right? That's correct. Yep. Todd Vanek is now a Wild. Um, what does this mean for them? Are they contenders now? Are they better? Or is he? Is it risky old guy coming home? He's cheap. Give me the outlook. <sighs> He's not super old. He's what thirty one. I mean, he's not thirty seven or anything like that. Okay. Here's here's what I need from you, Clarence. Rand wrote something in the paper comparing Vanek and Heatley, and they are startlingly similar in terms of stats. So, other than the fact that Heatley played at Wisconsin and Vanek played at Minnesota, I need you to give me something to come back. I need a comeback for that. Other than an entirely irrelevant point. We'll move on from there. Well, they're similar. They're exact same age Amazing. when they signed with the Wild. They play the exact same position. Um, the thing to hold on to was Vanek's stats recently, his goals. Really what they're after is, is more goals, which is exactly what we called for, what I called for. Yes. Was more goals. No, what we called for. That's, okay, this, was a, this was a team effort. Official sport of position was add 30 more goals. Yes. You, you know, you're supposed you to. scored 195 goals next last year or whatever it was. I don't have the exact number. But let's say 200. You need to score 230 goals next season. So you need to keep the amount of goals you had last year plus add 30 more. And that's about how many Vanek scores. And he is essentially replacing Danny Heatley because they play the same position, left wing. And Heatley was used in the second line a lot, especially at the beginning of last season. He will essentially replace Danny Heatley. Now, at the end of the year, Heatley wasn't playing at all, so it's not perfect comparison. But uh, that's how many goals he scores. He's relatively consistent. Whereas Danny Heatley, when he got to Minnesota, was already in the downslide of his career. Was it because of injuries? Yes, that's exactly what it was. He got hurt in that car accident. And when he was at San Jose, he was already in the downslide of his career. Now, that's what you're worried about with Thomas Vanek. You're worried that because he's now over 30, he could downslide. With Heatley, it was you're worried because he's already downsliding. So that's the, and I think that's a significant difference, don't you? That 
one guy already was, and you're hoping he can rebound, and Vanek, you're just hoping, doesn't start. Okay. Uh, what about physically? Uh, is there anything in um, in hockey players, sort of like you know baseball, some of the bigger corner outfielder, first baseman type guys age terribly? Is there anything like that in hockey? Uh, Vanek, yes, it absolutely is true. They're neither of them are big speed guys. They've ne- that's never been a big aspect of their game. Heatley was all about hands, um, and he's a bigger guy. Heatley was a bigger guy, but his was about hands and shot. Vanek is more about standing in front of the net and using some of his size. Um, it seems but easy. The, and he, he's got a shot, too. Um, but once Heatley's legs and everything went out and his, his shot diminished, he lost a lot of his role because I think, and it's not a super popular opinion, I think Vanek plays two ways is a better two-way player than Heatley ever was. I'm not saying Vanek well, that's is a, not hard. That's, <laughs> I'm not saying Vanek is going to knock you out with his defensive play. I'm saying he's a much better defensive player than Heatley. And you're right, it's not it's not saying much, but when you're asking me for ways to differentiate between the two, it's a significant differentiation, I think. So would you say our cutoff for whether Vanek is successful or not next year is 30 goals? That's our cutoff? If he scores 28, I'm not going to lose any sleep. Sure. Yeah, I mean, if he scores less than 20, it will be a definite uh, failure. What if, if his plus minus between... is through the roof? Does that not matter in hockey? Nah, it doesn't matter. Shut plus up minus is a terrible. So... Uh, shot percentage is probably better way of looking at it. Plus minus is a terrible way of looking at a hockey player. I wish I had a... Is there a good comparison for... Wins maybe as a pitcher. I don't know if that's a good comparison or not. Yeah, something stupid like that. So, something like, if they're amazing, they're gonna be. You don't even have to look at it. It's not gonna be, tell you any diamonds in the rough of guys who. It's just weird to so, put all that stock no. in twenty-eight goals when there's eighty-two games in a season. Like, what if he was just awful? The other, you know, that it takes ten seconds to score a goal. So, what about the rest of the entire season? He was terrible. Is that not possible? Uh, he is a streaky player anyways, so it could be another deal where he disappears for seven games in a row, and then for three games in a row he scores two goals or something like that. Yeah, that's... But can't they... uh, Is it just not possible to be a a really good left winger that just doesn't score? Zach Parisi? I mean... Come on, Parisi scored what, 30 goals last year? I don't know how many he scored last year. He's not a... Yeah. Somebody I'm just. Not a it just seems player. like there has to be more to effectiveness than just the goals. Oh, it depends on your role, too. Matt Cook last year was a effective left winger for the role that they asked him to play on the fourth line or in the third line as a checking guy, as an agitator. Um, you know, in the playoffs, he had his issues. But he didn't score many goals last year, but that's not what they asked him to do. They asked him to be a... A left wing that play that uh, is on a checking line, and uh, he played that role very well. So yeah, there's a lot of different left wing roles they can ask a guy to play. Okay. If you're playing, if you're playing left wing on the fourth line, you could not score a goal and have a good season. You just didn't if give you're up any. If you wing on the first line and you're on the first power play unit, you'd better score thirty goals. Okay. Yep. Okay. I got gotcha. you. That's right. And Vanek will do that. I mean, they played Heatley on the second power play unit. A ton last year. They played him on there in the playoffs. Heatley. Fuck, he hadn't done shit for three years, and he was on the second power play. 
that's the position that Vanek's going to be taking this upcoming season is that second power play. He's going to get a ton of opportunities. Is he going to be playing with a guy like Granlin, possibly? Yeah. Or at least Koivu. I mean, he's going to be getting a ton of chances. Better than he had in New York. Yeah. He's going to be playing with better players than he had in New York, is the point. So is he he there? If he doesn't score at least 25 goals next year, that's a problem. He will be playing with significantly better players than he was in Buffalo and New York. I don't know about Montreal. I don't know enough about Montreal. I'd have to look at I mean, if he scores 22, it's going to be like, eh, that's not a very good year. It's got to be at least 25. I think you probably twenty five is kind of the magic number. I don't know about thirty, but twenty five is a magic number. And if he doesn't score thirty, I think they'll still be disappointed, and probably yeah. rightfully so. Thirty. If he scores thirty, I would give him a C for the year. Anything less than twenty five, assuming he's healthy all year, which for a guy who's thirty two years old or whatever is a big F. Yeah. But assuming he's healthy all year, anything less than twenty five. I like it. Kind of a failing grade. There you go. Here's the, yeah. One big point on the whole signing that's obviously been made is that he took an under-market contract. I mean, three years, whatever it was, $7.5 million, $19.5 million, I think, overall. He could have yes. got a lot more elsewhere, and he didn't He didn't take any. So in a, in a game with a hard you know salary cap, that's significant. It's important. You know why that is great? Hashtag one of us. You mean you're going to well, give him a pass if he doesn't play well this year because it's what no, a nice guy? No, absolutely not. Not at all what I'm saying. I'm no, I that. will be louder than <laughs> he's, got almost, he's got almost everything going for him right now. He's a former golfer. He has roots here in the sense that he, has, he lives here. He took less money to come here. That's right. It's like everything Minnesotans want out of a player. So you think that the media will probably give him a pass, and we have to keep our heads on a swivel and be unafraid to make these hard calls if they come up. There will no, be a honeymoon period with, with Thomas Vanek because he took an under-market contract. He will I'm get saying, a grace period. They I'm all saying do. what's going to happen is the media is going to be hard on him because he's from here. He's going to be like the Joe Maurer of hockey. Oh, Jesus. If he doesn't succeed. Wow. No way. When they come back, no one gives a shit. The media, the media will want to ruin it for everyone else because he's from here and they think he's overvalued because he played for the Gophers and stuff. So Mike Russo and all those guys will want to ruin it for us. You're nuts. Where idiots wow. like will be saying things like, yeah, but he's one of us. He took less money to come here. You know, his... Is he married to somebody from here? I actually don't know the answer. Yeah, I think he has somebody from Stillwater, I think. she's. Yeah, I think he lives in Stillwater or something. He has a house in Stillwater. So idiots, rubes like me, will like him more because of that, so the media will like him less. I just want them to win. I don't give a shit (laughs) if he's fucking from (laughs) Minsk. I really don't give a shit. I want a team in this town that's fun and exciting to watch. He does not play the style of hockey that we've talked about a lot here that we enjoy the the fast pace, you know, Mikhail Granlund style that we enjoy. But uh he's just a big bruiser and scores goals. He scores goals. Yeah. He scores goals. What? That's his if he job. He scores 42 goals next year. You're oh, not going Jesus. He's up and down the ice. Renaming one of my kids Vanek. I'm yep. doing it. Todd I'm naming one of my people. <laughs> <laughs> it's got a good ring to it. Yeah, he definitely like works at a hardware store. Hey, Todd. <laughs> you know, he's been to jail but not prison. Just had a, hit a rough patch. 
Yeah. Hey, Todd, where are your mops? So is this the big thing for them? Is it Todd and then they're done and hope the uh, young guys get better? Oh, there's always the rumblings about they're trying to add another defenseman. They're done on forward. (laughs) They may trade Brodziak. Something like that, I suppose, could happen. It's it's unlikely now that the draft's gone by in free agencies past. They could dra- you know, trade Brodziak and bring in a different fourth-line center. They, they signed this Cody Almond or whatever, brought him back. Uh-huh. But uh, I think at some point they'll sign you know, some veteran defenseman who's sort of terrible that's sort of going to be that sort of seventh defenseman role. You know what I mean? I like, do, maybe. Maybe. maybe he doesn't. They've, got, they've, got they've already got defenseman. enough. Yeah. I really think that if they bring in a defenseman, it's going to be somebody that's a top four, top three, you know, maybe really? pair with Suter. It would be a big trade, something like that, that they'd make. If they're going to do it at all, otherwise you're just going to roll with who they got. Stan Pat. What, yeah. what seed were they last year? Seven. Seven seed? Okay, so kind of just hoping to a couple guys take a leap and you end up in a four or five seed. <laughs> but the seed, West got like better. That. It's not, the West got better. The Vanek signing was all right, but it's not like the other teams that were ahead of them stood mm-hmm. pat. You know, Stasny, um, Aginla got added to the West to Colorado. Um, it, other teams made moves, so mm-hmm. I don't know. All right, we shall see. Um, I'm done with my sports topics. Anybody else got anything? Nope. No. I had nothing going into this goddamn thing. So. <laughs> Stuart, are you on get, this right, Get the fuck out of here. You didn't? Stuart, no, how's I your... nothing. I'm sorry. I probably wasn't very present, and I apologize. Steven, how has your commute been going? Uh, commute down here has been great. Commute back to St. Cloud has been terrible. I've been experimenting with all sorts of different routes, and nothing seems to be clicking yet, so... Yeah, there was, real there was one day last week when Stu just came over to my house and had a couple of beers afterwards. I thought that was <laughs> really that's a good that experiment, awesome, by the way. That's that's been my favorite so far. I'm, so I'm on board. I know where the Floyds live. I might have to. I'm, I might. Yeah, I'm going to hit up the Floyds. I think here pretty soon. And friends of the podcast, friends and, of the um, P. What's up, Floyds? Friends of the P. Yeah. Is that just a way so. to kill time? Pretty much, Until yeah. traffic dies down, Until is that the deal? Yeah. Well, and they're great people. Yeah, they they are very good people. But yeah, I'm out between five and five thirty, and it just I'd run into a slobber knocker either if I <laughs> get on thirty five or ninety four, and it's just uh, uh, yeah. If anybody who's listening to this wants to send suggestions my way, if there's like a secret shortcut, you know, I I'd, I'd be willing to listen. Send warp whistles our way. Please. Yeah, exactly. Isn't there a By train? <laughs> there is. I, I I did the math. I I would the kids would like be singing "Cats in the Cradle" to me when I got home. <laughs> oh, and the cats if, if they bothered the to say anything to me at all. Spoon. You guys can't ride I mean, that I mean, train, anyways. You're, that's part of your your contract is you have to hate that train, right? <laughs> they're, they're doing vibration testing, Clarence. You're well aware of this. Um, is that a sex yeah, thing? I, no, it's not a sex thing, Clarence. Um, <laughs> it's a serious matter that needs to be explored and all avenues need to be discussed. But anyway, um, <laughs> no, if I leave, my, I mean, I'm, I'll do it in the winter a couple of times when the weather is just crap, but it's like I'd be gone for like 14 hours or something crazy like that, like six to eight, six in the morning to eight at night. It's just, you know, that would be all transport. 
Got uh, taking the bus, taking the bus to Big Lake, then taking the train, the North Star oh, to the Jesus, no, and that would not the North Star to the Green Line, then the Green Line to the North Star to the bus to the house. So that's if I can get yeah, song that, that doesn't work. Yeah. So do I have a recommendation, from, courtesy of my brother? He said yeah. Pino's Pizza in the Skyway is the best lunch deal in town. Pino's Pizza in the Skyway. Yeah, it's at a food court somewhere. I have no oh, further details on this. Yeah, there's there's a food court right, you know, hard by where I work. So it's mostly it's a there's a potbelly, there's a caribou, there's um, a Jimmy John's, you know, your average Skyway fare. But there's no Taco John's. Fuck. I'm sorry. Sorry to hear yeah. that. In other personal news, John bachelor party this weekend. You're gonna blow it out. I don't think so. Right now. Here's what happened. Just for a couple the hookers. Who the podcast. So a couple weeks ago, I went up to the cabin with some of with a lot of the groomsmen and stuff. So that was sort of the bachelor party, bachelor party. But I thought for the people who were in town who weren't part of that, I thought, well, I should probably organize something at some point. All of your plan so Bs. I, yeah. Well, plan Bs is the wrong term, but so I thought, well, we should do something at some point. But there's been enough going on that I never really got around to thinking anymore about that. So today I finally started thinking, well, I'm not doing anything on Saturday night. Maybe we could do something on Saturday night. And currently that means that me and Mike Rand are going to sit across the table from each other and drink silently and not say anything. Nice. Nice. So that's the plan right now. We're going to see what happens over the next couple days. We're to an age now, though, that that doesn't sound half bad. No, that's pretty fun, actually. (laughs) Go home early and go to bed. Maybe get up early and get to Home Depot or something in the morning. That'd be all right. Yeah, a couple errands. My God, don't know. A little bit bath and beyond. Don't know if I have enough time. Sounds amazing. Cool. Well, I hope you uh, get into a few shenanigans so we have a story next time we talk. That would be great. Yeah. So please (laughs) do. Sorry, I'm not. I'd love to go, but again, as I think. uh, anyone follows me on social media knows it's uh, the second weekend in july which means it's hector minnesota's corn chaff days of course and i will be i will be live tweeting the parade as i do every year and um, it's going to be great uh, there's going to be some tractors there's going to be some old cars there's going to be a polka band from sleepy eye oh shit and is there going to be a high some, school marching band there will be a high school marching band there will be some will horses there be marching there will be, or will there be riding, uh, riding a hay rack um, marching, and there will be uh, Shriners in the cars and Shriners in the mini bikes. Oh, so, mini bikes ones are awesome. Those, all those, all those guys. Those guys move. They have, they have, they have moves. It's it's pretty cool. Yeah, I, anything else so, yeah. that happens during corn calf days? Like, for example, in Ortonville with corn fest. Oh boy, you have a corn feed on Sunday. Here we morning. go down there. Sunday home. afternoon. No, it's uh, you know, we have Friday night. There's like you know a band and some karaoke. Will there be a street Saturday. dance at some point? Uh, Friday's usually when the street dance is. Saturday's when the lawn party is at the other place out on uh, the intersection of 4 and 212. Uh, it's usually Friday's more of like uh, the band's more like for the older folks, and Saturday is usually like a metal cover band. So, you know, you're, you're, whatever, whatever hairballs, like, you know, double A ball club is, that's, <laughs> that's who's playing Saturday night. So, uh, I don't know if Smooth Cooter is playing this, uh, <laughs> this year. They played the last two. I'm not. That's not. That is not a joke. Smooth Cooter. Uh, Smooth Cooter. Smooth Cooter has played the last two years. 
But I, I think they might. They might have. No, they cannot get Johnny Holman, Hector. You know that. Why are you asking dumb questions again? <laughs> yeah. Hey, I'm just asking. They get Springsteen. Yeah, well, it's dumb. <laughs> exactly. McCurt- Springsteen and Holm have the exact same likelihood of playing Hector Days. So, so oh, yeah, Smooth Cooter dissolved, though, I believe. Somebody on Twitter said that uh, the guy from Smooth Cooter is also the cop in their town. I don't know if he's... <laughs> I don't know if he's the guitar player or the lead vocalist, because we know the bass player and the drummer are both, you know, barely criminals, so they can't be cops. But oh boy, no offense to any bass players or drummers listening to this, Wade, or Smooth Cooter groupies. Yeah, or Smooth Cooter groupies. So great. So, okay, yeah. well now we're getting to the bullet board, bulletin board section of the podcast, which means we should probably um, press stop. Yeah. So um, let's <laughs> exactly. try to do this again next week. Uh, let's um, try, try to get into some try. shenanigans this weekend, please. John, if anything else, at the very end of the night, if nothing has happened, just hit your server over the head with a beer bottle. See where that goes. Okay. It's a good start. I, you we'll, know I won't do that. We'll use our sponsorship funds for bail. That's what we've always planned on this we being no bail sponsorship money. sponsorship funds. We spent them on sending Stu to the Replacements concert. Oh, shit. Yeah. Thanks. All right. Well, please send in more sponsorship funds so John can get arrested. <laughs> that would be the <laughs> greatest of all time. God, I would love that. I'm sure it'll be in an argument over German soccer of some kind. Yeah, I know. Okay, cool. Well, that'll do for all of us. Uh, so, good night. Love you guys. Goodbye.
Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 